Hi friends, it's Megan. You are listening to True Crime Time and I'm recovering from the dreaded Rona, but I feel like this couldn't wait. I have a very exciting update to share with you. Some of you who have been with me for a while may remember episode 19, Princess Doe. True Crime Time was able to sit down with, from a distance, author and Princess Doe advocate Christy Napurano and retired detective Stephen Spears, who is the lead investigator on the case from 1999 to 2012. I'm going to refresh your memory, but if you feel so inclined to do so, stop right now and go listen to episode 19. I didn't speak with the original investigator on this case, but it wouldn't be fair to continue without mentioning his name for all of the work he did. So just thank you to Lieutenant Eric Krantz, who started this all off. So in July 15th, 1982, the body of a young woman was found by the groundskeeper of Cedar Ridge Cemetery in Blairstown, New Jersey. Her cause of death was blunt force trauma. No weapon was recovered from the scene and her injuries were so extensive that a type of weapon was not even able to be determined. Her estimated age was between 14 and 18 years old. She was Caucasian, about 5'2", and 110 pounds. She was found wearing a peasant skirt, red v-neck shirt, and a cross necklace, pictures of which can be found on True Crime Time's Instagram. So go check that out if you like. Um, she was also found wearing no shoes or underwear because of her exposure to the elements and the extent of her injuries. There were many things that weren't able to be determined like her eye color or other identifying marks or features. No one had ever come forward to claim her and authorities named her Princess Doe and they've worked ever since to give her back her name on Friday, July 15th, 2020, 40 years to the day she was found. A press conference was held in Blairstown, New Jersey, where the prosecutor's office and the New Jersey State Police were able to do just that, and Princess Doe was given her name back. She was identified as Dawn Olenek, I hope I'm saying that right, age 17 of West Babylon, New York, Long Island. I did also see um, she had roots in Bohemia, Long Island, and that's where she attended high school. Furthermore, they have charged her alleged killer, Arthur Kinlaw, with her murder. I was excited and relieved to hear that he is still alive to be held accountable for this. Um, He is 68 years old and currently serving time for two other first-degree murder convictions. So, let's go back a little bit to talk about how we got here. Then we're going to do updates. Um, I'm basically going to do this almost like bullet point style. Um... So I'm going to do a little summary, but again, for the full experience, definitely go back to episode 19, um, because Lieutenant Steve Spears gave us a lot of good information. So initially it was thought that Princess Doe could be Diane Dye from San Jose, California, but this was dismissed. There was no DNA uh, profile done early on. It was the early nineties. That was like unheard of, right? Princess Doe is buried locally. And the only way to get DNA to um, was to exhume her body, which was done. I believe they had to do it more than once as the years went by. Her body had possibly been at Cedar Ridge Cemetery from four days to about a week before it was discovered. 
Based on the extent of her severe, severe head injuries, Detective Spears theorized that her killer was trying to make it so she could not be identified. He stated that her skull actually had to be put back together like a puzzle by anthropologists at the Smithsonian Institute. Um, There were something like 27 pieces of skull fragments they had to put back together. So that's a lot. Um, It is believed that she was killed at the cemetery versus being killed elsewhere and left there. So that's a thing. He stated that any of the many, many blows to her head could have been fatal. Injuries to her forearms suggested defensive wounds. So that was found. We discussed the possibility of sexual assault due to her missing underwear, but that was unable to be determined due to the state of decomp of the body. He stated that it was always his opinion that this case was solvable, and he was right. The Kinlaws were suspects from a ways back, but there was nothing to tie them to Blairstown or to Princess Doe. Arthur Kinlaw actually contacted authorities to confess but he couldn't provide them even the most basic information. So no name, nothing identifying, nothing like that. And people falsely confess to things all the time. So the key was always going to be identifying Princess Doe. The only information that could have possibly connected them was that Arthur Kinlaw was known to be involved in the prostitution of young women and had been convicted of other homicides of young women um, before. They were based in Hunts Point, That's the Bronx, New York, which is not far uh, far from Long Island, where they suspected she may have been from or spent time. So again, this is recap. We know that now that is where she's from, but this is from before. Her clothing, specifically her peasant skirt, which was kind of unique. It had peacocks on it. It was it's beautiful, honestly. It was manufactured on the West Coast and shipped wholesale to Long Island, as well as other places on the East Coast. But Other people also gave tips they'd seen it for sale in the Long Island area. Interestingly, he clarified for us, the skirt may not have even been hers. You'd think it probably was, but she was found, um, when she was found, she wasn't wearing it. It was wrapped around her legs. Another interesting point is that the necklace that was found with her, the cross necklace, was not around her neck, but tangled in her hair. So Detective Spears made the point that, sure, it could have fallen off during the struggle if it wasn't clasped correctly, or maybe it could have fallen off someone else at the scene. Uh, Isotope testing indicated she had spent time in both the Midwest and Long Island, which is crazy that they can do that, find that out from an isotope test. Um, At the time of recording in November of 2019, I asked if genealogy testing had been used or could be used in this case, and Lieutenant Spears stated that it had not been used at that point. That was around the time that the Golden State Killer case was solved because of a genealogy database, and around the time there was kind of a surge in people using those types of sites to trace their heritage, etc. So still a bit newer, but really gaining traction um, and being accepted as as like a science, you know? Um They were starting to use it to identify missing people, murder victims, and also killers. It was his opinion that that type of DNA work can and should be done for this case. A lot of good information, like I said, you know, if you want to go back, check it out, please do. Um, Christy, as I mentioned before, the second of two fantastic guests, that was a great episode, grew up in Blairstown, 
and had been hearing the story of Princess Doe her whole life. She was born the same year that Princess Doe was discovered and was both saddened by and fascinated with this unsolved murder in her small town, though it was a close-knit community. Christy began writing a book in her 20s with no intention of publishing it, kind of just as a catharsis for herself. But fate had other plans, and it was published thanks to the help of a friend. Christy's book, a fictional story titled The Untold Story of Princess Doe, enabled her to help keep this story alive and help keep people interested, which is, of course, a huge part of getting cold cases solved. Lieutenant Spears and Christy also hosted many Princess Doe presentations along with the Blairstown Museum in an effort to spread awareness and give her back her name. Um, both of them also spent years educating the public, um, spreading awareness via podcast, radio, and TV on shows such as America's Most Wanted, Missing, which is an HBO documentary, and CNN. So a lot is dedication, and they have done a great job with this. Um, they cited the following resources for factual information. They are still up, and they're ready for you to check out if you want. You can also get a copy of Christie's book. For that, you go to whoisprincessdoe.com. The other site is princessdoe.org. So... Let's talk developments. According to Wikipedia, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children was collaborating with Estrella Forensics, who agreed to extract DNA and construct a profile. They were able to do this successfully, which is amazing considering that Princess Doe's DNA was considerably degraded. Uh, the results were sent to consulting genealogists from Innovative Forensics Investigation, who, on February 22nd, 2022, told investigators they had found a candidate for Princess Doe. This was all done via grants and people volunteering their services, by the way. Investigators then made, uh, made their way out to Long Island where they met Princess Doe slash Don Olenek's brother and sister and were able to connect a, uh, collect rather a DNA sample from her sister to build a mitochondrial DNA profile. From here, they were able to create an STR DNA profile, STR standing for short tandem repeat, which to my understanding is more of an amplified look at the DNA. Like they can really zoom in and I'm not a scientist by any means, so I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, both of these profiles were sent to the university of North Texas center for human identification. So then on April 29th of this year, uh, the center identified Princess Doe as Dawn Olenek, which was formally announced, as I mentioned before, during the July 15th press conference. According to her brother, Robert, Dawn was asked to leave their house by their mom and then just never seen or heard from again, which is terrible. I can't even imagine. Um, there's not a ton of details about her whereabouts between this time and the time she was killed, but it's believed that she refused Arthur Kinlaw's offer or demand to go into prostitution and was driven to Blairstown, where she was then murdered. Neither of them had any connection to that place. I imagine maybe he heard of it before or they just drove around until they found like an out of the way quiet place. So now, of course, there are still puzzle pieces left. What led to this? How did this happen? Like, how did they link up? So if you have any information or remember seeing Dawn around that time way back in 82, 
please reach out to the proper authorities or or literally anyone. I'll get it to the right place. Um, Princessno.org. If you reach out to Lieutenant Spears, we'll get it to the right place. So please, if you know anything, if you see something, say something. That's how we say it, right? At the, the MTA. <laughs> so Arthur Kinlaw is currently serving time at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in Fallsburg, New York, for his other homicide convictions. He was charged with one count of homicide for this case based on witness uh, statements as well as his confession and subsequent investigation. Okay. Now, remember, this is still a developing story. We do not have all the pieces. I will be sure to provide any more updates on this case. Um, I can say ever since this was brought to my attention two years ago, it has stuck close to my heart. I have kept a highlight up on the Instagram, um, in the hopes of it, of it being solved, of getting it to the right people. So I know, you know, most people, I don't want to speak for everyone, but most people who have heard this story, you know, it, it just sticks with them, you know, and my personal feelings about this are, I was so excited to hear she was identified, but I immediately uh, felt sad after that, after the excitement. Um, and I feel like those who have known the story and um, who have known it much longer than me, you know, you kind of come to terms in a sense and and you mourn Princess Doe and she has been mourned as much as you can with an unsolved case and this person with no identity. But now she has a name and a life and a family. So now we mourn Dawn. It's definitely bittersweet. But now... We have a murderer who will be held accountable for his crime. And we have Dawn. We have Dawn now, who I hope will finally rest in peace. So that is my update for you all for now. Um, I got some information. There's a lot of articles going around right now because this just happened on Friday. New York Times, I got information. Wikipedia, Weird New Jersey... Um, so definitely check it out. Check out the stories as they come out. Like I said, any updates I will give you. And I just want to thank you for listening to True Crime Time, where it's always time for true crime. And I will catch you on the next episode.